going on, everybody? Cheers. Happy Wednesday and welcome to the With Her Two Hands podcast, where each week we celebrate women who build, fix, and make things with their own two hands. I am your host, Bogey. I am a master auto mechanic by trade, but this series is all about celebrating all women who do all sorts of different types of trades. If you look back over the weeks, we've met with construction workers and welders and airplane mechanics and painters and upholsterers. Uh, electricians and plumbers, you name it. If you do it with your own two hands, if it's a skilled trade, we want to hear from you. If you are a woman who works in the trades or know somebody who is a woman who works in the trades and would like to be featured in this podcast, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and really, this series is about shining a light on all of these incredible women. We make up a very small minority of the skilled trades, but there are tons of us and uh, a huge diversity of experiences and stories and just incredible women. And they don't often get to hear have their stories heard. So this is all about celebrating them. So I thank you all for joining and tuning in week after week to meet these incredible women. Uh, it's a huge uh, privilege that I get to do to meet all of these amazing women. And I thank you guys for coming along on the journey. This week, I am really excited about our guest. I have been trying to have her on as a guest for, I don't know, over a year. We tried last year and I was on the road and a storm rolled through and it knocked out all the reception. And so like we weren't able to do it and it was so sad. And then she went off and got married and was too busy for me because she was doing so much more important things. Um, and so now finally, finally we made our schedules work. So I'm really excited to have her join in in just a little bit. Um, but I do have to quickly thank our sponsor for tonight's episode. Uh, if you work in the trade, you know that having the right tools, the best continuing education, and a great list of contacts is absolutely crucial. So every year, Apex is my go-to event to check all of those boxes. You can discover all the latest and greatest in tools and parts and get some unparalleled networking at America's largest automotive aftermarket event, Apex 2023 in Las Vegas. That's this year, October 31st through November 2nd. Don't wait. The seats fill up fast. The hotels fill up fast. So don't wait and get registered today for your inside track to the automotive aftermarket. I'll have the link in the description down below. And with that, without further ado, I'm going to bring on tonight's guest, Miss Autumn Rain. Hello. Hello. How are you? Our technology is working. This is so exciting. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> I know. So fantastic. I am so thrilled. Uh, our last attempt to do this was um, was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we were just building up the suspense. That's, that's there you go. Exactly. I mean, really what it comes down to is like, you're on YouTube. I was not yet on YouTube and I just needed to get up to your level is what needed to happen. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I'm glad it's working more smoothly for you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh my goodness. So um, tell the fine folks at home in a nutshell who you are, where you're from, what you do, and then we'll like start diving into the, the details and the nitty gritty. Yeah. Uh, so my name's Autumn Rain. I am from a tiny little town in Idaho. Um, Kendrick, Idaho, I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, nope. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's 300 people maybe now. Um, okay. that's, that's where our, That's where our garage is at, and that's where we're living now. Um, oh, but I grew up in Idaho. That's where I'm originally from. And I'm a welder fabricator. 
I've been a welder fabricator for over 10 years now, and I absolutely love it. Um, do it for work. I do it on the side as a hobby with my car and all of our projects. So amazing. Yeah. Now, have you always been in such a teeny tiny town? Like, how are you finding enough work in such a small town? Is there really that much work? <laughs> so where I grew up, uh, Coeur d'Alene, it was oh, okay. a small town. Um, okay. And now it's not a small town. So I've steadily been chasing the smaller towns. Okay. And uh, then I found this one. So this one's really about the right size. And so I do have a longer commute to work. Um, it is a little bit tougher if you don't work for yourself to find work in a smaller town. So um, yeah. I commute about 45 minutes a day to work. Oh, wow. But Now, are you working with a, a single company right now? I know you've done like a ton of stuff, but you're not, you're not an independent contractor. You work for a company. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I work for a company. Um, they do electrical power protection. Okay. Um, so it's, we're supporting manufacturing. We're doing all of their products. It's a big range of stuff, okay. but I don't get to share a lot of that side. Aww. Everything that's on my profile is the hobby side. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds like from some of the things that you've done, like working for NASA and the U.S. government and mm -hmm. like Rolls Royce, I think you said, like you, that's a lot yeah. of stuff that's like, <laughs> Higher tier, probably lots of confidentiality agreements. Yes. There's been some, you just you, you leave your phone at the door. Uh, you yeah. can't even be listening to music or anything like that. Wow. So, so how, how did you get there? Like, how did this start? Because it's, you know, it's one thing to become a welder fabricator, especially as a woman, but these mm -hmm. days for anybody to become a welder fabricator. But then it's a whole nother to be at the level of welding and fabricating that you're doing it in like the spaces that you're doing it. So how did this begin? Um, it was a very long windy path to get here. <laughs> um, I actually didn't want to be a welder when I was growing up. Oh. I wanted to be a veterinarian. And okay. so uh, your dog walks in on that route. Route. I know that's <laughs> Lena. She's this one. Yes. Um, I wanted to be a veterinarian and life didn't work out for me that way. Um, we were a very low-income family growing up, and so I found myself right out of high school. Well, actually not out of high school. I dropped out of high school so I could be working multiple jobs. Oh, wow. And I'm like, gosh, how how can I afford to live right now? You know, if you want to go work somewhere with no college degree, um, minimum wage won't cover your bills. No. And so that was my struggle, and um, right around that time, um, the Coeur d'Alene brought in a technical school okay. and it was the first of its kind in our area. And uh, I heard them like, well, they have a welding course and they have diesel mechanics. That's kind of cool. So I, I looked into it and they said, well, Autumn, you have to be going to high school to take these courses. Oh. And so I said, well, you know, this is as close to college as I can get. And so I re-enrolled in high school. And so in a roundabout way, welding really got me right back on track. Nice. And uh, I went from there. So everything that I've done in my career has been taught on the job or high school courses. Wow. Um, I haven't got to do any college, um, at least for welding. I did get an opportunity to kind of go into like engineering, but that's sidetracking. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> 
That's in, that's incredible. That no, what drew you to the welding slash I, like what piqued your interest? The diesel, the welding, like what made mm -hmm. you look at that and think this is something that not only interests me but interests me enough that I'm willing to go back to high school and not be working the the hustle of multiple jobs. Yeah. Um, so at the time I had a 1970 Ford Highboy pickup, <laughs> wasn't running of course. And, uh, I wanted to build a bumper and I wanted to get it running. And, uh, so they didn't have like a general automotive, they had a diesel. And so I said, well, you know, I'll take the diesel course and then just add in the welding just so I could build a bumper. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so I enrolled in both and, uh, actually ended up falling more in love with welding and, Kind of when I looked into the welding career path, I'm like, gosh, there's there's so many places you can go. And that's yeah. kind of what my resume looks like. I'm like, well, I'll try this, then I'll try this, then I'll try <laughs> this, because you aren't limited to one path or one type. There's so many different avenues you can take. Yeah. So that's that's amazing. It's an incredible story. I had no idea that that was the the path and the background of how you got here. That's very interesting. Um, I love it all because you wanted to build a bumper. Um. <laughs> yeah, build a bumper and pay the bills. And right. uh, yeah, it took me a few years to really fall in love with it. You know, I when I joined, um, it was a little tough because there wasn't a lot of women in it that I could see. Um, yeah. One of the gals I looked up to was Jesse Combs. Um, so not to date myself, but this was back 2013, <laughs> around 2013, 2012. And she was one of the ones that I was, I really looked up to. Yeah, and, oh, absolutely. Uh, she paved the way for she was, a lot of people. She did. She was the one that's like, yeah, I can do this. And I am a strong, independent woman and I'm rocking it. And so I, she was the role model. I love it. Did you encounter any other women in school and on the workforce at all? Or was like Jesse really the only like example you had <laughs> for a long time? Um, I did have one crazy friend that was my uh, welding partner that came okay. in and uh, welded with me and we, I think we did do some mechanics. Um, nice. And then from, from there, I think I've only worked with, now counting my current job, three women. Wow. Um, in all the shops that I've been in. Um, so one of the first shops I went to, I was the only woman. Um, that was the one with the big water tanks. That was really where I learned the most of what I, or I that's where I, really where I got my start. They gave me um, the chance to, to learn on the job. I, I told them, I said, I don't know what I'm doing yet. I was still in school actually when they hired me. Oh, wow. And, uh, and so a lot of the guys were really respectful and helpful. A lot of big that's brothers awesome. and and almost like adopted dads. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. So you were still in high school and mm -hmm. doing these trade school classes. How how long were the classes in high school? Was it like so a, a year program it was, or it was probably it was my last, I believe my last year of high school. And so I was taking my high school courses online and half of the half the other half of the day was welding course or diesel mechanics okay interesting and then you're looking for jobs while you're still in the program yes. how, <laughs> how was that process so like was it easy to find a job like you obviously um, landed in a great place but <laughs> i'd say there there's a lot of shops that'll hire you while you're in school while you're learning and train um 
it's it's really hard to find a good shop that's willing to teach um, that you can really move forward and grow with. And so I got really fortunate in my role. Um, actually, the gentleman that funded that technical school was the CEO of the company that wow. hired me. Nice. Um, I, I actually, he, he kind of gave me a second chance. I was struggling in school. I was struggling to make it to my welding courses um, because I was working multiple jobs to get through high school and to get to these courses. And uh, he came in one day and he says, Autumn, why are you skipping my classes? And I didn't, I didn't know who he was. He was in a suit and uh, <laughs> coming right into the welding shop. And I said, uh, well, I was working. And he says, well, why don't you just work for me so you don't have to skip classes? And wow. so he did. He brought me in as an apprentice because um, he had heard good things um, that I was learning and, you know, applying myself when I showed up. It was just not, wasn't there. <laughs> That's incredible. So, yes. Yes, it was definitely a blessing. What what an inspiring thing, and and so mm -hmm. like that's so huge for him to have like taken that, like paid attention, taken mm -hmm. interest, and did something about it. That is, um, you don't hear about that every day, so that's really cool. No, no. So that really gave me my start, and so right when I got out of school, I was still within this company, um, and really got to I got to learn a lot of things. I got to learn about being a part of a team, and this was large-scale construction. We were moving these big 60,000-gallon capacity water tanks with two cranes across the shop. And so I was the youngest one. I was the only girl in the shop, and uh, it was really fun. You're the baby. You're the only girl. You're <laughs> yeah. brand new. You're mm -hmm. doing this ginormous stuff. What was that experience like for you? Was it super overwhelming? I mean, you wanted to just do bumpers. <laughs> You know, and when I was in welding school, once I started to learn more about the welding, I'm like, okay, I can do more than bumpers. And so the dream, the dream was actually to do like the fancy TIG welding. And okay. so at this point, I hadn't, I hadn't got to do any TIG welding yet. And so I'm like, well, you know, I'll, I'll work with who's going to hire me and, you know, get some background. And so I had a lot of fun actually with the really large scale builds. I just thought it was so cool. It was like big Tonka trucks. Yeah. Um, and, uh. Yeah, it was it was really fun. It was really dirty work, um, but that was kind of fun. You know, you'd leave work and your face would be a whole different color and <laughs> get these big coveralls and they only went down so small. And so they were huge on me and of course have to roll up the bottoms. But no, it was that was one of my favorite, probably one of my favorite welding experiences in the beginning. That's amazing. Was that so that was Meg, I take it then if you hadn't gotten to doing yep. TIG yet? OK, yep, that was Meg. Um, so I actually only got into TIG, yeah, about five years ago. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> that gives me hope because I have seen your <laughs> welding. Your TIG welding is phenomenal. Anybody who has not seen like the, the picture flyer for oh, this uh, episode, check it out. Check out her page and check out her welding. I am like in awe and I have been TIG welding for like two-ish years now and my not look anything like yours but if you've only been doing it for five years that gives me hope you got it you got it <laughs> you're, you're it, takes a lot amazing. Of, it took me a lot of scrap metal and I'm still making a lot of scrap metal so <laughs> so do you do mostly TIG now with the work that you do have you have you made it to the dream yes um 
at least for the type of welding I do, um, I really, I really love the automotive side, um, the custom, the one-off. Um, I've done a lot of production welding and a lot of the MIG welding. And I'm like, well, you know, that was really cool. Getting that repet uh, repetition is really good for like dialing in the skills. But, you yeah. know, for now, I'm just like, you know, I really just want to do something weird, do something crazy. And can we actually do this? And yeah. so I'd say that's more of my favorite now. And I'm doing more of the TIG and the specialty stuff now where I'm at. Okay. Very cool. So where you're at now is in automotive, though. You're getting some of that in automotive it, in, at your job, and you're doing a lot mm -hmm. of it in your own shop, right? Yes, yes. Okay, awesome. But so, the TIG, yeah, the TIG I had to learn to actually get this last job. <laughs> did you take classes for it, or did you just teach on your own? Or learn on um, your own, I should say. So that's that's actually a funny story. At the job before this job, um, I had another... I'd say call my work grandpa. Um, kind of, I've had a lot of those that you know take me under their wing, and that's really how I've learned everything that I've learned. It's somebody taking the time and saying, you know, here, why don't you try this or try this or just that's so just cool. taking a few extra minutes to check in or offer yeah. suggestions. And so, um, there was somebody at my previous job that knew I wanted to do TIG, and he's like, well, you're off the clock. Why don't I teach you? And nice. so he did. So for the few weeks before my interview, he taught me TIG. <laughs> and Amazing. so I went into my interview. And I'm like, well, I've got a few weeks experience. I think I can stack something. And <laughs> it went okay. They hired me. So <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Trial by fire. Right. I mean, hey, that's it's the way to do it. And how awesome that you've had so many people who have been willing mentors and willing teachers. I, mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I feel like that's not the norm. That's not what I hear commonly, but it seems like that has been the norm for you. And that's incredible. Yeah. I think, I think that's, it's a tough one to navigate. Um, at least, you know, being a woman in a majority men's field, um, it's been important. I've kind of tried to focus on not making, trying not to be a minority, if that makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. I don't want that to be the focus. I want just my work to speak for my work. I don't want it to be, oh, a girl welded that. It's like, no, that was welded and it just happens to have my name on it. <laughs> and so that's kind of, you know, in, um, I know a lot of women may, this may resonate with, but I've almost learned in a lot of my positions, you have to work a little bit harder. Um, to be taken seriously. And so that's kind of been what what my focus is. And so I think that really helps people step up to say, here, I'll help you. Let me help you get even further because I can see the work that you're putting in, that you're, you're trying. Um, yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Cause I, and I'm, I, I'm glad you said it because I was asked if you felt like it was something that you did that brought that on, that there were so many people willing to help. And I think you're absolutely right. Like when you, mm -hmm. when you show people that you're passionate and you show people that you really want to learn, like there will be people who will step up and uh, at least at most places, yeah. <laughs> not, not everywhere, but at most places there will be at least one person who will step up and like see that and want to help encourage yep. that. And you're That's just awesome. there to work and you're just there to learn. And I think sometimes it gets blurred, especially when, you know, there haven't been a lot of women that have worked there before. Yeah, or um, none. I, <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, I saw that a lot in the, in the Iron Workers Union. That was the Wild West for uh, for the shops that I've been in. 
Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask that in all the different kind of environments that you've worked in, because you've done union, you've done large scale, you've done construction kind of stuff, and then you've done more design and more fine production stuff. Um, is there an area that you have found more accepting of women or less accepting of women? Like more challenging environments than others? <laughs> Um, so corporate, which is, I would say like where I'm at now is corporate. I'm at, um, headquarters for a very large company. Um, they have very strict policies for that. And, uh, so there's a lot more eyes on what's going on in the shop. Um, and so it has, there's nothing, you know, nothing to worry about, but in other places like the union, um, that was when I, I really wanted to try traveling with my welding. Um, when okay. I was in school, that was when like the pipelines were really popular in North Dakota. And I'm like, I'm going to be a pipeline welder. That's what I want to do. I want my own pickup and I'm going to go be a pipeline welder and just roll up and knock it out. Nice. So I didn't get to do that, but I'm like, well, union work is close. You know, I'll travel and go from job to job. And uh, so that was just something I wanted to try. And I really enjoyed it. It was like a really big family, um, but it was. It was a bit like the Wild West of welding, at least for, from my experience. Um, I had, I guess, I had supervisors follow me back to where I was staying at night. Um, oh, you wow. really just had to watch watch your back a lot because there was, there was a lot, lot more people there and from all over, all just from all over. They're contracted to certain jobs. And so there's less uh, accountability, I guess, in that sense. Interesting. So, but I did love, you know, um, a lot of people I worked with, it was like a big family. Yeah. So. Interesting. It, it sounds like a there was there was kind of both sides to the coin in those situations. Um, mm -hmm. There's like the, the good, the good, the bad and the ugly. Did you ever have yeah. any situations where, where you were like in afraid or in a bad situation? Were there people uh, to look out for you or? How so you that, that experience. Um, when I had, I was actually a supervisor that had, um, I was back. So when you're on the road, you're traveling like in an RV and an RV camp campground. And so, um, I was kind of out of the way. Um, I didn't want to stay in like the big, I guess they were all crowded by the time I got out there. And so it was late at night and I had brought my dog along, thankfully. And, uh, I think I was outside on the phone and my supervisor walked up and was asking if, you know, if he wanted my uh, circuit board, my camper had gone out and he asked if he could look at it. And I said, no, no, no. Like, it's fine. I got it handled. I've got another one on order. And he was very pushy trying to come into my camper and my dog who was not an aggressive dog at the time, just lost his mind, <laughs> oh, wow. was lunging at the guy and the guy just wasn't taking no for an answer. And so I was just really thankful in that moment that I had brought a dog with me. Um, Cause oh, I don't wow. know how that would have gone. And so that, that was a really tough situation to be in. I think that was probably one of the scariest ones that I've been in, in this field. Yeah. Um, but it's just being aware of things like that. Um, bringing a dog or just having certain things on you to, uh, just in case, depending on yeah. where you are. Well, I, I'm sorry that 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 you had that experience, and I'm I'm also very grateful your dog was with you. And that's a really valuable <laughs> tip. I feel like for people to hear, mm -hmm. like that 
even something as simple as having a dog with you could be the the, the game changer. There was no other guys on the site that were like that noticed or saw. No. Or uh, wow. Interesting. No. <laughs> Interesting. I've 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 heard a couple of similar stories recently from from women in like kind of the construction trades and kind of that similar traveling kind of environment. It's uh, mm -hmm. as a mechanic, I've not had to deal with that that particular type of scenario and it sounds like like you said it is wild wild west that sounds not great yeah yeah and it's just one of those you know coming from working in shops it's just not something i wouldn't think about you know yeah. it's like oh you know i i don't need to worry about this but when you're out on the road it's a totally different experience so it's not that women can't succeed there there's just things that you have to keep in mind and be aware of and yeah. buddy systems and all of that but yeah it's for like me i'm like I, yeah i don't I, I, I did. I missed home. I, I did that job and I finished that contract. And uh, I was like, you know, I had two houses at that time. I had my camper and my house back home and was never home. And so I'm like, I, I miss home. So learning experience. Yeah, no, absolutely. Do you, do you think you would, if it wasn't for that experience, you might've stayed longer or is, where is it really just like you also missed home and that was, it wasn't <laughs> the right fit for you? I think it was kind of a combination of everything. Yeah. Um, I think it was just something I wanted to try in my career while I could. You know, I wanted to, to I had the travel bug to go mm -hmm. and uh, go out on the Wild West. And, uh, but I think it was a combination. It just wasn't, it wasn't the fit that I was thinking it might be. But I, it was yeah. something I had to try just to know. Yeah. And that's what I love about this industry is you can try all of these weird things to see if something sticks. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's a good attitude to have, um, and I'm, I'm glad you tried it regardless. Uh, <laughs> so, so what was the next? What was the next then? So you now you know you don't want to travel. You mm -hmm. still really you're craving TIG, um, but what is the next step in your journey and your your development of your career? So I guess at what came after that is that what you're asking? Is what yeah. came after? Yeah, yeah, so. Kind of around that time, I was developing my metal art business. Okay. Um, it was something I was doing for money on the side, some play money. And I had actually, I, I finished that um, job on the road. And I said, you know, I've never had the chance to, you know, I wanted to be a vet. Maybe I still want to be a vet. Oh, and wow. so at this point in my life, I had a stable job stable you know career i actually had the means to explore those little girl dreams yeah so um i developed this metal art business so i could do i could try out the veterinary i was a veterinary assistant oh wow and uh got to work in an office and i did my metal art at night on the side because veterinary assistants don't make very much money unfortunately mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um you know i i got to see a whole different side of veterinary that i had never got to see and I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't have those welding skills to lean on to help fund that exhibition. Right. And uh, so I was like, well, you know, maybe veterinary is not not the best fit, what I thought it would be. I'm really mm. glad I didn't do that when I was younger. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I'm like, well, you know, I, I'm really fascinated by engineers. So maybe I'll try some engineering college. And so I did. I started college for engineering and nice. did about a year of engineer intro to engineering. 
and did my metal art business on the side to help fund that. Amazing. And, uh, so yeah, I got to explore all of these different avenues to see, you know, what I liked, what I didn't like to kind of figure out my path, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. That's an incredible and such a huge testament, I think, to the trades. I think the trades get such a, a bad rap overall, but like your, your story, regardless of the challenges, like you were struggling, you dropped out of high school, you were hustling, not feeling like there were any options or opportunities there. And then welding not only gives you a job, but gives you enough comfort and financial stability that you can have two houses that you can mm -hmm. still, you know, take, take advantage of the opportunity to explore other career paths and education. I mean, that's like a, a phenomenal testament to, to the trades and to you and your, mm -hmm. your drive and your hustle. So huge, huge compliments on that. That's awesome. It's, it's been very cool. It's, it's, it's been a freedom to me, you know, having, having found welding. Um, yeah. I absolutely love it. There's just so many, so many different places you can go and things you can explore with it. So. Yeah, one hundred percent. I feel like if I had been exposed to welding when I was younger, I probably would have become a welder. Like mm -hmm. I just, I didn't know about it. Like when I was in early high school, I never knew that that was like a thing. I didn't know what welding was. I didn't know yeah. like yeah. <laughs> anything about that. Did you have early aside from Jesse Combs, or was that your first exposure to welding when you were younger? Like was, was it exposed that, to you at all? That was really my first exposure that I saw. Wow. Um, didn't really grow up working on cars or mechanics or anything like that. Um, I had a, a lot of friends that were, that were guys that were like big brothers and we worked on cars and pickups and things. Um, and so I saw a little bit there and I'm like, well, I want to be able to do that on my own. And then I found Jessie <laughs> I'm like, well, I can do it on my own because she's doing it. So. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. How, how did your but family a lot. <laughs> What's that? Sorry. Now, now there's a lot. There's there a lot are. more women. It's amazing. Yeah. It's really snowballed, I feel like. Because when mm -hmm. I, I came up probably about 10 years or so before you, and there was, like, nobody that I saw anywhere ever. And now it's, like, yep. it's like slowly gaining speed <laughs> and, like, becoming this bigger and bigger snowball. It's really cool to watch. <laughs> yes. And I think Instagram's really helping that, too, because I think there probably were – you know, a fair amount of women welders, but just nobody knew about them. Totally. You know, women that have been doing this for their whole lives, but now we have like this, um, almost like a LinkedIn site yeah. where we can just share pictures of everything that we're doing. And that's, well, that's what I love to use Instagram for is networking with other professionals and learning and meeting people like you. Yeah, no, ditto. I mean, that's, I honestly, I hate social media in so many, for so many reasons, but I love it for that reason. Like I love it for the fact that we can see each other, that we know that there are other women who exist that do what we do. I mean, I remember when I was in like, must've been like early college years and my mom clipped out a newspaper article about a female mechanic. And it was like mm -hmm. the first evidence that I had that women could do this. Oh my it, was goodness. Like, it was a newspaper <laughs> article, right? So like, you know that they existed, but nobody yeah. knew about them. We never saw it. Like, it's, it's not like you could just talk to them and yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like I hung out on my DM. Wall forever. <laughs> yeah, <Aww>. exactly. <laughs> so it is, it's very cool. And now, and now you get to be that person who's inspiring other women to start and get into this too, which is very cool. 
How, how was your family when you decided to follow this path? Were they supportive? Were they caught off guard? Were they like? Uh, they loved it, actually. Nice. Um, they thought it was really cool. I was kind of in a rough spot when I found welding. And so finding welding really gave me a direction. And um, yeah, it, it was really helpful. And so they loved it. And they just really supported me along the way of, Hey, I'm going to try this and I'm going to try this and I might do this. And, you know, I get yeah. a lot of nudges from them. Like, you know, have you explored this yet? Have you explored this? Nice. So they, they're very supportive. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. So back to your career journey. So we try veterinary we decide no. We try engineering. <laughs> we decide no, not really there. I, oh, liked, I liked working with my hands too much. I think that was the problem. I'm like, okay, this is really cool. Like I like, I like scribbling red lines on the drawings, but I don't like, <laughs> I like getting to build the stuff. So I think that was where I got with it. Yeah, that's awesome. Side note for people who are listening in the audio version, Mama just made a comment and said <laughs> she could not be more proud of her daughter. So oh, <laughs> there you go. I love it. Um, okay, so no engineering, no veterinary school. So how, how did we get then to... NASA and doing things for the government <laughs> and like, cause that's a, that's a big jump. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it actually just happened to be that the, 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 the place that I was working for, um, okay. I, when I went through my stint of college and doing my metal art, um, I landed on a shop that did contract work. So they didn't have like their own product line. They just okay. picked up contracts from different people. And so all of a sudden next week we're working on Rolls Royce um, or, you know, you never knew where it was coming. We did, uh, this one isn't confidential, but we did like an, an infinity pool. Have you seen those where you like look yeah. off the edge and it's just water? Uh -huh. I got to see like one of those get built and do welding on those. And so it was Fun. really cool. Um, I think the shop dynamic wasn't a great fit, but I loved getting that that variety was really cool. Yeah, I can imagine that must be been fascinating seeing all sorts of different types of, of projects mm -hmm. like that. And, it, and an interesting thing, because I mean, I hear about people doing independent contracting as welders, where they are their own, they're kind of constantly going to different places, but to work for a company that is a contractor is an interesting mm -hmm. take on that. That must yes, be fascinating. And I, and I liked it, you know, I can, if I were further in my career at that time, I could see, you know, maybe taking on some of those contracts myself, but being with a company that's, you know, looking for those contracts and finding those contracts and making sure that everything's ironed out and you just show up and weld or fabricate right. it is a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. I don't know for sure. It takes a, a, a whole layer of, of stress off of it, yes. but the environment wasn't so great, huh? So in that position, I, so I learned a little something of what I liked and didn't like it all of the places I've worked. And so sure. I'm grateful for every place that I've gone to. I'm, you know, I learn a different skill set or I learn that, you know, I don't like working 80 hour weeks. No matter how much I'm how much I'm making, I don't want to work, you know, all of this overtime. That's something that I don't like. I know there's guys that love it. Um so that was one of those shops I also learned um kind of the kind of supervisor that I like to work for. Um so if that <laughs> says enough but uh -huh. but no I learned a lot I learned a lot there and I was I was there and then I that was where I actually where I learned tech welding okay. and so um 
my time there was was great. That's awesome. And then is that was the next step where you're at now, or is there more more steps in between? So the next step is where I'm at now. Um, but okay. over over those previous employers, I was doing the metal art, and so the metal art was one that. I really loved growing that. Um, so I did that on the side with all the company, with all the companies that I've worked for now. Nice. Um, and it was, it started as um, just horseshoes. Mm -hmm. And that came from my mom. Um, oh. She said, you know, you should, uh, you should try welding horseshoes. And I said, well, everyone welds horseshoes. Everyone <laughs> does. She says, well, maybe, you know, you don't know till you try and you know maybe maybe autumn's horseshoes are going to look different than somebody else's horseshoes and so oh, i did Mom. i i know she's the sweetest and so i did i started making these silly horseshoes and i'm sitting there laughing as i'm welding i'm like well everybody does these why am i even doing this and i ended up loving it um i was i i made i started with the horseshoe art and branched into like metal roses um <laughs> made metal rose bouquets and I had stuff going all over the world oh, at wow. the end of it. Um, and I got to travel to a bunch of rodeos. And so this was all while I was working full time. So this was like my oh little my fun hobby. Um, so I get to go on these little mini vacations to these big rodeos and set up my shop and have all of my metal art. I love it. And I had to put up a little sign that say, said it was welded by a girl. Because everyone would come in and say, hey, your husband did a really good job. Oh, geez. <laughs> nope nope so, not my, my husband my, me. my sister was with me and she's like I'm gonna make a sign because I'm sick of answering this question for you <laughs> okay so how did people react when you had the sign up <laughs> they would look at the sign they'd look at me and they'd just you know double take like you made this and I'm like, yes <laughs> is it that hard <laughs> girls can make stuff too oh my gosh you gotta love it I, I love the like incredulousness that people have, uh -huh. <laughs> like not all people, obviously there's lots of amazingly wonderful supportive people, but like yeah. both men and women sometimes are like, really? But, but what? So that's where we've got some room to grow, I guess. It's, <laughs> it's, we've come a long ways, but there's definitely room to grow where it could be like, oh, anybody could have welded this, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I always like to say like the society is changing, but it has not changed. Uh, like mm -hmm. <laughs> we are in the process. Yes. Uh, so yes, we have a long way to go still. So that's, so are, do you still have your art, your metal art? Um, uh, business? So I did my art for, gosh, until probably three years ago, okay. maybe two and a half years ago. And then we got this garage. So <laughs> I was working out of a little tiny, I think I had a single light bulb and a single outlet in this oh little my garage. And, wow. um, I met my husband and he walked in and he's like, this is not going to do. And so he brought in all of the LED light bars and, um, and we ended up loving working together. He does engineering actually. Okay. Um, which is a, kind of a rare combo for welders and engineers to actually get along. So. Right. But, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. He's a good one. He didn't send me any of the bad designs. Just kidding. Nick. Um, but no, we, we worked really, really well together and we had some really fun projects. And then we found this garage, um, it's called the Kendrick garage. It's, okay. it was built in 1915 oh, wow. and it was huge. And we're, and it was just this wild dream. It's like, well, what if we could get that? 
And we tried every avenue we could, and we ended up making it happen. And so from there, it's like, well, now we have room for projects, for more projects, you know. So Nick has all of his projects in the, well, not, his aren't in the back. They, they cycle, they, they move around. Um, and then we did, the, we did the Z here. We finished up the Z here. Awesome. And uh, so, no, the metal art has kind of been sidelined, but what I love about it is I could pick it up at any time. Totally. Um, I set up an Etsy shop and say so you can just put vacation mode on your Etsy shop and then come mm -hmm. back whenever. Yeah, so. absolutely. I love it. So this Kendrick garage, was this like a vacant building that you just fell in love with? And <laughs> yes, um, is, is we there had... a good story here? <laughs> well, we have we have some friends that live down here and we came down here for their Locust Blossom Festival. Um, they have a little parade and vendors. And so we came down for that and we were walking down Main Street where this garage is. And we thought, gosh, that's a really cool old building. And they're like, well, it's for sale. Like, ah, we couldn't, we couldn't do that. There's no way. And well, it's like, well, what would it hurt? You know, let's look into it. That's kind of my mentality. It's like, well, you don't know till you totally. try. Totally. And <laughs> and so we just kept trying, and it ended up working. Um, Amen. it had been uh, not abandoned, but it had been in the Diabald family. They were the ones that owned it for, I think it's entire. No, I gotta think back. I want to say it's for, I want to say it's been the Diabald family since 1915. Wow. And so they were still the ones that owned it, but it wasn't being used. It was more of like a storage. And uh, so we reached out, we wrote them a letter, said who we were, what we did and what we wanted to do with uh -huh. it. And they, they really picked us. So. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's fantastic. So. And how long have you yeah. been there now? I believe it's, two years okay two years very nice and you're living there too so you made a home and a shop into in out of one building uh no no we didn't oh, okay. get crazy with it we thought okay. about it we actually um were gluttons for punishment and bought a very old house in town so now we have two very oh. old buildings that we can share tools on <laughs> okay so now you're uh -huh. rebuilding houses you're rebuilding garages and you're rebuilding cars and we, still working a just... full-time job <laughs> yes, yes. We we like to work. I love it. <laughs> we we like to have all the projects. But no, Nick right now is working on a Humvee actually. He picked up okay. his dream Humvee. Okay. We got the crazy car done. That's that's been the most recent big build that we did. And the that crazy, one did. Oh, the crazy. Yes. That's the crazy. That what's behind you? Yes. Okay, so you you have to tell us about the Z because this is I think how a lot of people probably know you from following you along on your journey with this car mm -hmm. on social media. So how did this car come about? Tell us the story. Yes. So uh Z car has been my dream car since I was a teenager. Um I, I saw one somewhere and I'm like, I really like that. You know, it's like a Mustang, but not a Mustang because everyone has Mustangs. <laughs> No offense to Mustangs, but <laughs> I'm, I'm with so, you on that. <laughs> and so when Nick and I first started, you know, um, hanging out, getting to know each other, um, you know, it came up, you know, what's your favorite car? Mm -hmm. What's your dream car? And I'm like, hey, this is going to sound really weird, but a Z car. And he's just, you're kidding, right? No. And he's like, I really like Z cars. And he's like, I know where there's a Z car. <laughs> and he did. And he, he had gone to look at this this car in reverse. He had gone to go look at this car 
um, a year ago and it had been sitting in a field for 27 years. Oh, and wow. Like, maybe she, maybe she still has it. And so he messaged her and she still had the car. Nice. And so those were some of our early dates. We're going to go pick up this car. Aww. Crazy. <laughs> and uh, ripping all of everything out because everything was just rotted. There was plants growing in the fenders. Um, <laughs> the engine was torn apart and had been for a very long time. So we couldn't salvage any of the original Z oh, wow. parts. Um, but I tried to salvage what we could on the outside. That's awesome. I love it. And you, I mean, you obviously did a lot of fabrication and you did a lot of welding on the car. I got to see some of some of your videos and posts about it. Um, but you were doing a lot of mechanical work on it too. Were you just learning that as you went? I was. I learned, everything I've learned for mechanics has been off of Google. Um, Fair. So I try to be a strong, independent woman. And, you know, I pulled a couple engines on my own, nice. um, swapped a throw out bearing, stuff like that. Spark plug wires, got it. But as far as what the Z needed, I did not know that. Um, that's where <laughs> Nick stepped in. Nick grew up with mechanics and that's okay. what he knows. That's the way his brain works. So I got to learn a lot nice. on that. It was very, very cool. That's it. It sounds like a good, uh, you balanced each other out well on that then. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We made, we made it through. That was, that was the true test. If we can build a car together. So we right. <laughs> how, how long was the build process? Ish. True test there. So, <laughs> probably around three years, give or take. Okay. All right. And you completed it and then got married because you figured you made it through that. You yeah. can make it through anything. All right. I love it. And then it was fun. <laughs> we got to drive the Z car away when we got married. So that was pretty I fun. You did a burnout yes. in the Z at your wedding? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, the rehearsal dinner, we were like, well, we might as well put some burnout marks on the floor. It was my parents' place. And they're like, we don't have a burnout yet. So they got oh a my gosh. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. <laughs> So is there a new project that you guys are going to be taking on now? You've got the Humvee. Are you going to be involved in that one? Yes, as much as I can. Um, okay. The Humvee is the next project, but I think currently we are having to kind of, um, I guess, steer towards the house to try to get the okay. house more situated. That might be and important. We'll have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it needs some love. It's uh, 1889, so it's been, it's been around oh, yeah. for a while. But oh, we're cool. still we're still tinkering down here, and you know need a break from the house stuff. So yeah, absolutely. So now you're going to get into construction and carpentry, and are you guys me doing all the work yourself on the house too? <laughs> uh, as much as we can, yes. I love it. I love your attitude of I'll try anything, I'll tackle anything, I'll take on anything. It's where. This is a weird question, and it's kind of a difficult one to answer. But like, where do you think that that came from? in you like were you always that kid did you come out with that attitude or did you learn that as you got older um I think it was just the you know not wanting to rely on somebody else to do it for me um if there was something you know I can kind of thank my parents for that if there was something I wanted to do or something I wanted to try um then I, I what do I need to do to do it uh what tools do I need you know what do I need to learn what do I not have to get this done um, and so it was really instilled in me from a young age 
And then in my, in my teenage years, you know, I was more on my own and, uh, you know, there was things that I needed, things I wanted to do. So it's like, okay, what steps, what steps do you need to do to get there? You know, it's not going to get handed to you most of the time. So. Right. That's, that's awesome. Kudos to parents for instilling (laughs) that in you and, and for you taking that on. I mean, you've got an incredible attitude and it doesn't sound like anything has intimidated you or or held you back at all. Have, have there There's lots been... of intimidation. But... <laughs> <laughs> I was say, like, have there ever been situations where you've been, like, where it's been harder to have that and to just dive in? And how do you, how do you get yourself past that when that happens? Oh gosh, I'd say all the time. Um, if it's something <laughs> I've never done before, you know, there's that, there's that second where you're like, I don't even know where to start. And, you know, I just, I don't know any of it. You know, what do I do? I've never done this. I have so much, I, I want to get here. I'm like way over here. How do I even start? Um, and so I kind of learned just to break it down. It's like, hey, what? Let's eat this elephant, you know, one bite at a time. And so it's really just breaking it down as simple as you need to go. And that's really helped me a lot to not get overwhelmed and just to, well, what can we, what can you learn? And, you know, learn as much as you can and get, get as much as you can on your own. And then, okay, well, then where can you turn? Who can you reach out to? You know, is there somebody online that might know? Is there YouTube, um, EDU that will tell you, you know, stuff like that. So. That's awesome. Very good advice. So that brings us into the next question, of course, is what made you decide that you wanted to to not just do this build with the Z, but to to document it and turn it into a YouTube thing? And because uh, that's a whole nother like that's a whole nother skill set. Oh that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a huge undertaking, um, but it was really fun. That was something we Nick and I in the very beginning were like, gosh, maybe it'd be fun to get, you know, make a scrapbook or something. And Nick's like, what if we do videos? And I'm like. I don't know the first thing about videos or editing or anything like that, but sure. Yeah, let's try it. <laughs> and, you know, so the mindset in the beginning, is like, well, it's just for us. It's really just so we can have a, you know, something to look back on, you know, all of our goofy, funny, you know, look what you did, look what I did, you know, just to look back. And then it just kind of grew from there. Um, I had a lot of software crash and burn trying the free stuff and that didn't work well. (laughs) So definitely learned a lot of things the hard way. Um, And it's still, I still struggle and there's a lot of YouTubers that are a lot better about this than me. I just like to do the thing. I like to build and be active in the build. And so sitting down and doing the editing part of it is really, really tough. So sorry to those that are following that, probably know this (laughs) but Uh, we have feel it i feel your pain (laughs) yeah we've gotten out the majority of this build and you know and so that was that was eye-opening for us too it's like you know we could do this full time but we now we know you know how much goes into the other side of it and so that was really important to learn and to see before just jumping in and saying yeah we'll do all of this full time yeah do you, is there an interest in doing that? Is like the YouTube thing something that you want to pursue or is that, was that just kind of a side thing that is really like secondary to the passion of doing the work and doing the build? I, I think it, it kind of came secondary, secondary to loving what we were doing and just yeah. wanting to network and share. I think we are, we are still going to do YouTubes. We are still going to share on social media because that's just how 
we network and yeah. um but i'm not sure we're gonna do it on like the full-blown um mm-hmm. full-time content creators that makes yeah. sense <laughs> yeah no no it absolutely does because it, it is it can be a full-time career mm-hmm. or it can be a secondary to something that you're doing and i think it's a sometimes they get they get mixed up in in people's perception. Like, I'm sure you've gotten this often where people ask like, how do I get to do what you do? And it's like, well, which part yeah. of it? Because <laughs> <laughs> there are yeah. lots of different pieces. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, you don't really see everything that goes into it. You know, the editing, you'll be up so late at night trying to make it. And I've heard, you know, just from the other con- creators out there, it's like, oh yeah, I was up till three last night editing on the road you know, just so I had an, an episode out so I can go do another, like on race week, there's people that are putting out videos as they go. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I did that. And there's no way. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I am in that boat. I, I envy and admire like your uh, consistency with getting out videos. Cause I'm the worst about it. I'm like, I'm just too busy doing the thing and I hate yeah, editing. I just want to do it. <laughs> yes. So I think my yeah. favorite is probably the pictures. That's where like Instagram, I do love that because that's just quick, you know, I can just drop yeah. a picture and say, this is what's going on. Or, you know, has anybody tried this? Because I don't know what I'm doing here. Right. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I love too that like the fact that you documented it and it, and it was your first build and it was how you dated and courted and eventually married your husband. Like it's this... <laughs> It's so cool because it's such like a document, not just of your build, but of your life now, which is just Definitely. so awesome. It's a huge part of that. Yes. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> and it was really cool on, on race week. That was another true test. Um, you know, cause we had done this build and stretched out over, over two locations over three years. And we really changed everything on the car, all of the suspension, all of the drivetrain, all of the important parts had been modified. (laughs) (laughs) And so for a reliable car, from that standpoint, um, there was a lot of ways that it could have gone wrong. And so from the very beginning, when we got the car, it was, you know, we want to do Rocky Mountain Race Week. That looks so cool. The odds of us doing it, probably not, but that's the goal. And so, and so that, we we finally um once we got the garage we're like let's just do this and so that was the true test i think for all of it for like how we work together how we got the car built um how our visions i guess uh worked out um yeah so that was a lot of fun very cool and it was successful smooth you got there you went through the week without any issues or no (laughs) <laughs> it was, it was honestly, it was a miracle. Um, we lost an alternator and we lost an alternator right as we were pulling up to the only O'Reilly's in the Rocky mountains. Like we were like going over about to go over 10,000 feet. Okay. And uh, there was this little tiny town and it had an O'Reilly's and right before we got to the O'Reilly's, we started to see that our alternator was failing. Oh my goodness. And so that was the only part that we lost. Wow. And so it did it. And we're like, oh my goodness, this, how is this even happening? But we're just going to keep rolling with it. <laughs> and <laughs> I had never drag raced before. So that was, that was, you know, that was terrifying for me in a good way. Um, but it's, it was a lot of new things and it was a really fun experience. That's awesome. Is there more drag racing in your future? Did you enjoy it? Did you get the bug? I did. It was, it was really fun. <laughs> 
we had to tighten up our steering a little bit, but yeah, no, Nick had done some, I had never done some, so it was really cool getting that experience. That's awesome. How did it, how did it do? What kind of times did it do? We got into the 12s. Okay. I didn't think we were going to get that low, but we got into the 12s because it's yeah. a manual, the six speed. Okay. And uh, that That's was awesome. the hardest part was just drag racing a manual car. Um, yeah. I drive manual all the time, but launching a manual and <laughs> launching it smoothly, um, that was really, really tough. And so we really leaned on a lot of our good friends that were at race week to help us out. And uh, awesome. yeah. I, I did a, a really big happy dance, like in cap <laughs> footage of me getting a 12 was ridiculous. <laughs> but <laughs> well, had, you hadn't built that car necessarily to be like a high, like a race car, had you? It's honestly, we built it to go get ice cream, like date nights <laughs> and maybe do a little drag racing. Like it's not <laughs> on it. <laughs> it's and not maybe do a little drag racing. <laughs> Only when we're in Mexico, not anywhere local, but. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. That's very impressive. Congratulations. I, all the way around, you're, you, you know, from the outside, it's easy to say like your, your life looks like it, it's been like somebody has been smiling on you from above. You've had great mentors. You've had all these great opportunities that, um, but you've created this, you've created such a beautiful life for yourself and you you did it from scratch and um, just huge acknowledgement to you and your hard work and your attitude and your um, willingness to try and do and dive in. Like you've, you've done good. Your family, <laughs> your mom is obviously very proud oh as she goodness. should be. <laughs> you've done good. That's very sweet. Thank you, Bogey. Especially coming yes. from you. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. I've been fangirling for Bogey for a long time. Oh gosh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not worthy. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! Now I'm waiting for Bogey Tigwelds. Oh my god, I'm. <laughs> I, I am not very good. I can. I can make metal stick together, but it is not pretty. Um, it's getting better, but maybe I need to come out and visit you in Idaho, and you can give me some tips. Either you come visit me, I'll come visit you. We'll we'll make it happen. I will help. Deal. I'm gonna hold you to that. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Oh, I just took a peek at the time and we are getting real close to the end of our hour. So I want to be respectful of your time and everybody else's and I don't want to hold you too much longer. Um, <clears throat> but I do have um, a, a couple of final questions, I guess one most importantly, and you've, you've answered quite a bit of this, but um, throughout just your story in general, but I'm curious um, if you had the opportunity to talk to the younger you little baby autumn um, and give her some advice. What are your words of wisdom to her or another little girl like her out there? Um, gosh, that's a tough one. Mm. I, if I could go back, I'd be like, you know, I would probably tell myself that I was not crazy for going into welding, that it's going to be the best thing I ever did. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, because if I hadn't, I don't know where I would have ended up. It was, it was wonderful, um, you know, to never stop learning. That's, you really hold yourself back when you stop learning, um, be learning for your whole life. And so just to never stop learning and keep moving forward, trying new things, getting scared. I've learned getting scared is, is usually a good thing. I don't know. 
there's there's a there's a good scared I should say um, being a little intimidated when you're trying new things is is good um, that's how you grow so amen to that fantastic advice all the way around um, and a great note for us to end on why don't you tell the fan folks at home where they can find you where they can follow along on your adventures and see your cool builds and all of the, the craziness you've been up to yeah um, so most of my stuff is on Instagram on autumn rain um, not spelled like rain <laughs> r-e-i-n-e um, and then we also have our YouTube wrench and chill and so that's where we'll have videos. They aren't going to be every day or of any regular posting, but they are a surprise. So we have a lot. We have a lot of cool videos on there, though, that you can sort through. I love that. That's awesome. And I will have links to all of that in the description below. Um, you've had a ton of great support in the comments. So when you have time after Thank this is over, go back and look through the comments on um, because it's uh, it's worth uh, worth getting that love and seeing how much how many folks. I've come out for you to support you and love you. Um, thank you so much, so very much for finding time, making time to hang out with me and spend this hour with me. Um, congratulations on all your success, successes. And I'm excited to continue to watch uh, as your story continues to unfold and you do more incredibly amazing things. And I am going to come visit you and we're going to- That would be so cool. Teach me how to weld like you do. <laughs> yes. Well, thank oh. you so much for having me. Yes, my pleasure. It has been an absolute joy. And folks at home, thank you guys so very much for hanging out with us as well. I hope you enjoyed meeting Autumn as much as I did. She really is just an incredible woman. Make sure you go follow her and go show her some support and some love and check out all the cool stuff that she is up to. Um, for now, I'm going to bid you guys a good night. A uh, big final thank you to our sponsor for tonight's episode, Apex. If you are not already planning on going to Apex, the automotive aftermarket parts expo um you definitely want to make sure you get that on your calendar i'm going to be there you should be there it's the place to be for education for tools for all of the latest and greatest in knowledge and the networking oh my gosh so much good networking so many amazing people to meet um it is the same time as sema so if you're going to sema anyway you should make sure you go to apex um make sure that that's part of your plans for this november uh for now i'm gonna say good night be good to yourselves be good to one another come back next week we have another amazing woman to introduce you to and of course a new archive episode every monday night and listen wherever you get your podcasts thanks for tuning in have a good night guys bye <laughs>